Hey guys, we had a new episode all lined up for you, and well, Josh's recording program crashed on him just as we were finishing it up, and he lost all the audio on his side. So uh, we're going to try something new this week. Instead of skipping this week altogether, we're doing a mini bonus episode, which we're calling a six-shooter quick-shot episode. We are each going to share three movies that we each personally watched this Halloween season. And we have three-minute time limit per movie to discuss it, and we're going to rapid-fire discuss these movies. Hopefully, well, this will inspire you to check out a few of these new movies or old ones. So we hope you enjoy this, and hopefully it'll hold you over until the next full episode. All right, Josh, All you right. there? Okay. Okay. And so we got... Starting the clock. Do you got you the got timer? timer? Okay. <laughs> I don't. I got a timer. Okay. <laughs> I'm just watching the, right. my time. Okay, ready? And... I asked what I was going to do, too. Okay, I'm just going to watch it right so, and hang on one second. Three, two, one. Okay, go. All right, so the first movie I picked is uh, from 1984. It's called Fall Break. And actually, the movie was, uh, the title was changed to The Mutilator at some point. I didn't do enough research on it to figure out what happened there. But basically, this movie is this teenager or college-age student and his friends uh, go to stay in a condo on the beach that his dad owns. And the backstory to all of that is when he was a kid, he accidentally shot and killed his mom. And the dad never forgave him. And this movie is about the dad luring his son and the friends in to stay at the condo. And then he exacts his revenge. So Ooh. that's that. Uh, this movie, to me, the intro, the the opening credits sequence with this the music. It's got like a song they wrote for that for the movie. It is the most Brady Bunch, friends, uh, I don't even know, like totally happy, bubbly, sitcom-looking intro you've ever seen. It, it's it's hilarious. I don't know if it was an accident, uh-huh. and it's amazing, or if it was a super smart uh, thing that they did because it gets you know pretty violent in the, in the normal uh, slasher way later in the movie. Um, mm. These kids are like pretty much pretty like wholesome kind of kids, and the dialogue is really corny and cheesy, but it's it's kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, to sound like a dork for saying that, and then um, at the, the some of the the kills that the dad does, he does a uh, nothing too original. Probably the worst one is he uses a fishing gaff, which is that giant hook you use to pull a fish in from the water. Oh, and, uh, one of the girls, he uh, yeah, he gets her in the uh, in the lady bits and uh, oh. do that, and then cu- and then cuts her head off. Oh, that was okay. uh, big big money points for that kill. And then he does the, the, I don't know why this is so popular, but he does the whole, I'm going to hold the outboard boat motor and I'm going to heave this thing up in the air and cut you with the blade. Oh, um, to me, that is the most awkward, stupid kill I've seen in movies. And, uh, was this the first time though? Depp movie. Was this the first time that they happened? did it? That is a good question. I don't know. Ah, so, 30, 30 seconds, 30 seconds left. Uh, what else is happening in this movie? Would you recommend it? Uh, I you know what I really enjoyed it. It was super fun. I would say go watch it. It's on Tubi. If you'd uh, like dude, to I, I'm digging some Tubi. Tubi is a is a great dude, free app. They have got some great old movies on it. Yes, I've watched a ton of terrible movies on that. Yeah, it's a it's great. Yeah. The tagline for this movie is by picks, by pick, by axe, by sword, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty about good. Right. <laughs> Okay, that was pretty good. Three minutes. Uh, all right, round one is. Oh wait, no, my turn now for round one. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. Your pick. Your first and movie. Go. First movie. Go. Okay. So this is uh, Suspiria from 1977. Uh, Dario Argento. Uh, this is uh, one movie that really brought the whole giallo Italian slasher genre to the world actually so he kind of before this he'd done several movies this movie is about a girl who goes over to germany and joins a ballet school and then people just start uh girls start getting murdered and you're not sure what's going on and it, it seems like it's just a random serial killer then you find out at the end it's actually a coven of witches so this is the the first movie out of uh, three movies that Dario Argento did the, called the, the Three Mothers, and the second one's called Inferno, and then the third movie is called Mother of Tears. And so the third movie came out in, like, 2003. Anyways, this movie, the first time I saw this movie, um, it, like, really messed me up. It, it just really disturbed me, and the music, I couldn't even listen to the music from this, which the music is by this? the Goblins. Um Okay. Goblins also Dude, did the music for seen, Dawn of the Dead. I've only seen half this. Cool. And I've only seen half this movie so far, but the music mm-hmm. is some of the most intense music I've heard, especially and especially for a horror movie. Very, very intense. It's definitely disturbing. Oh, yeah. I got to give Goblins such uh, props for it. Like they, The reason I figured out it's scary is because the soundtrack is because there's a guy singing in a whispering tone the same music that they're like that. The, the theme, the whole da, 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 da. this guy's like and like it's mixed into the music and it creeps you it makes every scene creepier because then you're not sure like what's going to happen and and also too though Dario Gento um he's not really there's not a lot of story in his movies but the it's very art art form and so the colors in it is is great um yeah the kills in this shots whenever you use the shots with buildings and whatnot they're framed out amazing oh yeah art pieces and then, like, when the girl's running through the forest at the beginning, it's almost a dream sequence. Like, most of this movie yeah. seems like a dream sequence, but then there's one part later that uh, really got to me. So, anyways, I watched this movie again, or a couple weeks, uh, like, two weeks ago, and I was like, oh, this is actually a really cool movie. Like, it didn't didn't scare me this time, but this was one movie that definitely messed with me, like, five, probably, like, just ten years ago. So right. I have not watched the, the the remake, but I heard it's actually pretty good. Huh. The first That's always surprising, always cool when that happens. I heard it's very different, actually. It's but it's an art house film as well, and so um, oh, very cool. I'll check that out. This movie was also on Tubi. Um, Dario Argento, almost all of his movies are on Tubi, and yeah, there's only a couple I think that aren't. Right. I was actually, gonna, I looked them up earlier today. Yeah. So I've been kind of. Yeah, Dario Argento worked with George Romero um, a lot, and so that's how I kind of found out who Dario Argento was. This was his first movie I saw, and now I've slowly been working through his other movies. And that's three minutes. Okay, round two. Okay, Okay. you ready? And uh, my pick for my second movie is 2004's Club Dread. Okay, go. Which is uh, brought to you by the guys... uh, Man, I just forgot their names... Uh, uh, Sleeping Lizard? Broken Lizard. No, that's not it. Broken Lizard, thank you. Uh, the guys that brought you Super Troopers. One of the funniest comedies uh, in the last 20 years, I would say. Super and, Troopers uh, or so this, this movie? Is, huh? Super Troopers is one of the funniest movies. Oh, okay. Uh, and I am saying that this is by the guys that did that. They did Club Dread. And uh, I hadn't seen this one. I've seen most of their other movies, and I've just never gotten around to it. And this one was pretty fun. Uh, Bill Paxton plays um a really bad uh 
Damn, coconut Peep. <laughs> well, he's Coconut Peep. Who's a who's the singer that he's trying to be like? Margaritaville. Uh, right. Jimmy oh, Buffett. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Buffett. Here we go. <laughs> He's yeah. he's a really bad, super drunk, super high Jimmy Buffett, and so he owns this island uh, that he you can pay to come and party with him, basically. And uh, then people start dying, and you have to figure out who on the staff is doing it, or or guests, or whoever. It's, um, it's, it's like a ten little Indians thing, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's it's not complicated, and these guys are hilarious. Um, <laughs> but, oh, the- uh, oh, and the other thing that really stood out to me is uh the main actress in this movie britney daniel oh i love her in this movie yeah and she is from another one of my absolute all-time favorite movies joe dirt starring david spade and she is the love interest in that movie i uh, definitely wore that movie out so it was fun seeing her in this one and uh she's just so dang cute she is so funny great job yeah i like the yeah i'm sorry go ahead is your scene i don't know I was tripping over my words. <laughs> oh, so I like a, the, basically this is the back of the box. It says when a serial killer interrupts the fun at Swanky Coconut Pete's Coconut Beach Resort, a hedonistic island paradise for swingers, it's up to the church, the church, to the, to the club staff <laughs> to stop the violence or at least hide it. But that's pretty much the movie. And yeah, it's it's freaking hilarious. I love the part when the, yeah. the guy, the bigger dude, he's like he has to get skinny to fit under the, fit under the bed. Right. And so he starts like <laughs> saying like mumbling though. He's like, oh, yeah, nah, 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 nah. he like shrinks yeah. enough to go under the bed. It's so stupid, but it's, it's like, like a mantra. Yeah. Oh man. It's so there's so many funny parts in this movie. Like it's over the top stupid. Like it's dumber. This is probably yes. their dumbest movie they've done, but it, it, yeah, that's it, fair to say. It works. It's still if you like if you like their brand of humor, it's definitely worth watching. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say it's their best film, but I would say if you like Broken Lizard, definitely check this one out. Uh, the the Indian guy in the in the group, Jay oh. Chan, uh, Chandraskar, yeah, Sekar, mm-hmm. uh, he directed it. Which actually, his character normally he's like the, one of the funniest guys in the movie, and I felt like his character he plays this like British rastafari three minutes yeah all right he wasn't as funny but he's a great director yeah i think he directed all the all their movies okay uh let's see here now we're going on to my uh part two of round two for me and right your second movie okay go uh (laughs) go (laughs) i said go to myself okay (laughs) so i um after i finished watching suspiria i was like you know i'm gonna finish this three mothers trilogy so i went on to the second movie inferno which came out in 1980 and this movie takes place in a little bit in italy but mainly in new york and it's extremely loosely connected it's kind of like the coronado trilogy with Shaun of the dead hot fuzz and stuff but at least so this movie talks about the three mothers. The first movie, just you find out right. at the very end, like, oh, it's witches. Sorry, Josh. Uh, uh, spoiler there. <laughs> um, no, but it's okay. I knew about the trilogy. Okay. And so, um, yeah, watching this movie, though, the soundtrack is 100% different. Goblins didn't do it. And I actually think that hurt the movie a lot. But also, I just feel like this movie was just not as good as the Suspiria. Like, there's not a lot yeah. of story in it. And this movie, honestly... Oh, so, the story is very weak. I finished yeah. the movie and I'm like, I don't really know what I just watched. Right. It was pretty. Yeah. It was a beautiful movie. Definitely an art house kind of piece. Right. And I was just... I was like, okay, those are bad guys. I know that. Right. But I don't really know why this whole thing happened. I mean... It, it's kind of an Italian style thing, like Lucio Fulci, who directed like Zombie, City of the Living Dead, all of their movies too. 
there's not really a plot to most of it or it doesn't make sense and you don't really care like in city of the living dead <laughs> the zombies literally like just all of a sudden teleports and just appears and you're like oh there's a zombie there and it's not like a bad cut right. it's like that's part of the story it's just like Bloop. and um anyway so this movie you're not really watching it for story you're watching it for the art yeah the art it's uh he's a good director in that he it looks fantastic i oh, love yeah. i love the the, the 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 gore aspect of like the the 70s gore it's like bright red yeah. and it looks very fake but at the same time it's still gross and so right yeah it's just uh it's fun what did you think about this flick uh the opening sequence where so it's a brother and a sister the sister's mm-hmm. in rome i forget what she does but she starts investigating these no she's in, happenings or she's whatever. in new york he's in he's oh, that's in rome. right she's in new york He's in Rome. Anyways, starts in New York. Sorry. And she's, uh, she's, she goes to this bookstore to find a book from this creepy bookseller dude. And then she ends up going, um, because of a riddle that she read, um, something about finding the key under your feet. And then she ends up going into an alleyway and then down into the sewer basically, or, or the, the cellar or something underneath the building. It is an amazing sequence. It's, yes. it's just scary and spooky. And she ends up going underwater yeah. Um, and the underwater sequence is really beautiful and creepy. Um, it's amazing. That was probably my favorite part of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of made sense because you, something was coming after her. And then there's these like dead bodies floating in the water. And it's 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 a great sequence. It's right. You, know, you probably turn off the movie after that and yep. be good enough. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, yeah, there is a the thing with the Giallo uh, Italian movies is like you don't know who the killer is until the very end of the movie and they show it. And that's just like part of the that pre- preceded the American slasher film movies in the 80s. And um, yeah, anyways, okay, that's it for me. And all right, round three. Okay. Round three. My third pick of the of the show is uh, 1984's Chud, Ooh. which is a uh, sci-fi horror flick. Um, what does Chud mean again? Chud stands for, uh, I'm looking for it. Come on, don't let me down, IMDb. City, uh, cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. Oh, nice. Right. Uh, um, and it also means something about chemical waste disposal, something like that too. But anyways, this movie has a very young John Hurd in it, who is uh, the lead. And then a secondary lead is uh, the always funny Daniel Stern, which, fun fact, uh, if some of you might know both of them starred in uh home alone daniel stern being one of the uh the oh, bad guys with joe pesci i and, did uh, not <laughs> john hurd i believe is the dad of, yeah uh, i did not recognize guy. john hurd i remember uh, what's his face from as the um the bad guy from home alone that's literally the only guy i recognized in this movie uh, oh really okay yeah, I, I recognize john hurd. but you didn't recognize john goodman he's the cop in the diner at the end he's got this little tiny part uh, dude, I, it's been so long since I've seen this movie. I forgot that he was in it. Sorry, <laughs> it's uh, cool. You're not yeah. you're not missing much. It's a it, super fun movie, though. Um, there's not much to it. Uh, the government was uh, hiding nuclear waste or something under the in the sewers of New York, and ooh. then it starts leaking out. And then the homeless people that live under the streets start getting infected by it and turning into these uh, flesh eating monsters and then they start creeping up to the surface and there's a government cover-up and daniel stern is a soup kitchen pastor if you will and he's really concerned about his people who keep disappearing and john hurd is a um he's a photographer who stumbles upon the story because he freelances for the paper and then the uh the cop uh christopher curry uh who's in charge of missing people or something he gets involved and uh yeah 
That's cool. about it. They, they catch the bad guy responsible for putting all that stuff down there, and then they gas the underground and kill all the zombies. But Daniel Stern is amazing. He, he's so funny all the time. Uh, always fun to see him. And then, yeah, John Goodman, his, one of his very first movie roles, he plays a just a beat cop who goes into a diner, and he's really? partner flirting with a waitress. And then uh, the zombies pop up through a manhole cover right by the diner, and then he gets eaten. So, <laughs> There you go. Um, the, the only thing I honestly remember this about this movie is like it was impossible for people to kill them, and until somebody has a samurai sword on the wall, and then they like grab it, and then that's how they kill right. like one of the characters. Is that true? I, it's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, it's uh, so the um, John Hurd's girlfriend, who's another uh, major secondary major character, uh, she gets trapped in their apartment because the zombies come up through the basement in their apartment building. She ends up getting trapped in her apartment. He the zombie breaks in. And she's, you know, getting chased around the apartment and she grabs, it's more like a, like a civil war sword, she grabs it off the wall and she ends oh. up slicing his, his head off. Yeah. Um, I believe. Yeah. So some fun, uh, eighties style, uh, you know, practical special effects with the prosthetics and ooze and, and goo and all of that. Yeah. This is but definitely, it's a, it's a, it's a fun watch. It's definitely, and very heavy on the sci-fi. It's almost Ooh, not even really that scary. Three minutes. Yeah. Quick. Three minutes. Oh, by the way, right, uh, you're Chud, up, you're Chud next, 2, final movie. Chud 2, Bud the Chud, never saw it. Did you see it? <laughs> nope, Okay, but I probably will. It's also on Tubi, along with this one. I'll probably watch, watch it, too. It. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, and, final movie. Okay. Go. All right, so last one is a newer movie. came out in 2014, an independent film called The Houses October Built. They uh, Basically, it's a group of guys that um, graduated film school, and then they love Halloween um, haunts. And so they went around and were filming at different Halloween haunts. And then they put a story in. It's a found footage movie. Um, and they put a story in where I technically it's not found footage. It's where it's like a documentary. But there's a story with them and they start getting tracked by what they think is like an unknown serial killer. And they're trying to find this extreme haunt that's called the Blue Skeleton. And they might bite off more they can, than they can chew. So the cool thing about this, though, is like, all of the the movie is super cheap, which is cool because all of this, the the cool haunts are actual real places. So if you watch this movie, all of the places they go are real haunts around the United States that, that you can, can go go to. Yeah, there's these different um, haunted houses that are like famous, like not like actual haunted houses, but like fun houses that people uh, yeah. put together and stuff. And so that's really cool. And then they mix in their own little story, and they see these like creepy like characters like starting to follow them and it's really cool and so they made a second movie that picks up right after the first movie ends because the, fir the first movie ends and you're not really sure what happens i won't spoil it actually because this movie's i think you guys should actually watch it it's really cool it really cool. celebrates the the happy spirit side of halloween um nice. and it's cool and then the second movie when you watch the second movie which isn't as scary as the first one because um the end of the movie though completely changes what was happening in the first movie so it is it is oh cool you do need to watch the second one and um so no, no spoilers on that one but anyways i thought it was cool i literally just kind of clicked on it because it was on amazon prime and the artwork looked cool and i was like you know what i'm kind of trying to find some halloween specifically halloween type movies and yeah. it was cool i liked it so they they shot it in standard format 
and then they started showing it at different film uh, festivals and they got picked up but because they shot it in standard they didn't shot it or shot it they didn't, <laughs> they didn't shoot it <laughs> well they might have they didn't shoot yeah. it <laughs> in um high definition so they literally this producer paid them to basically to remake the entire movie but to shoot it in high definition and so that's what you're actually really? watching it's the high definition movie which is a completely remade movie of the one they originally did and so huh. it got it. I would actually I would love to see it in standard def because I I like I don't I, have to, I don't feel like I have to see something crystal clear. I like the, the fuzziness, if you know what I mean. I do, too. Um, it would be interesting to see at least a comparison. So it's pretty cool because like the director of this movie is one of the guys in it. And it's literally him and his best friend in real life, who's one of the writers and then some of their other friends. And there's like it's like super dirt cheap the way they filmed it. But it looks like it's got a budget. I mean, it does have a budget because they actually got picked up and had to redo it but it's got a cult following and the second movie's pretty good and apparently they're making a third movie and that is three minutes boom awesome six shooter cool. yeah quick draw that was six movies Man. that josh and i have watched recently in the last uh wait last week or two something like that i've been uh, watching a lot yeah, of movies we'll just, we'll just say yeah i know we'll just say this month just to be safe okay yeah this month so yeah yeah all right slam that revolver back in your holster there and uh, yeah, that's it for the six shooter quick shot episode. Um, if you guys like this, maybe we'll do another one uh, sometime. We're hoping to be back next week with our usual full length movie reviews and uh, special thanks to our awesome sound producer, Jade Colvin. Hey guys, please continue to spread the word about our show. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and leave us a nice review. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook. You can also uh, email us at the midnight watch podcast at gmail.com. And everyone have a great week and a happy Halloween. And as always, keep up the watch. Bye.